In this episode, I'm going to share my thoughts on whether or not budget airlines are worth it. Welcome back to the Financial Freedom System podcast, where I help you upgrade your mindset, money, and more so you can live a life full of financial freedom and purpose. This episode is sponsored by the 15-Day Business Builder Challenge. Have you ever wanted to start your own business, create passive income, and live the laptop lifestyle by working from wherever, whenever you want? Discover what I think is the best business to start right now by visiting financialfreedomsystem.link slash start to learn more and get started today. I recently was able to fly on a budget airline this past weekend for the very first time in my life, and it's been something that I've wanted to do for a few years now. Obviously, the past couple of years, I wasn't flying that much. I didn't have reasons to fly, let's say. So I ended up booking this trip. It was a weekend trip where I was able to fly um, on a Saturday and come back on a Sunday, and I purposefully booked the trip so that it wouldn't just be one budget airline that I got to fly on, but actually two different companies and i'm really excited to share my experience and ultimately determine whether i think budget airlines are worth it or they aren't and there are budget airlines all over the world uh, to be honest i think here in canada we're a little bit behind on this space but if you look around the world some of the more popular ones would be ryanair in uh, the uk and throughout europe and you can jump onto a flight there for 10 pounds, 50 pounds, and you can hit so many different countries. Obviously, the space and the, the distance that you have to travel in Europe is much smaller and you can get a lot further in terms of countries within a one hour flight compared to in Canada if you were flying that time. Um, but Ryanair is very established. They've been around for a long time. People either love them or they hate them, but Ryanair is well known out there. In the US, they've got Spirit Airways as well. And there are others out there, but Canada, like I said, is sort of behind in this space. And that doesn't mean that there have been companies that have started up and really attempted this business model because there has been in the past, but to really have a company that has been established for a long time, I think this is new territory for Canada. And this was actually my first experience flying a budget, or they're also known as a low cost carrier. And I was pretty excited, but I also had kind of a little bit of nerves about it because it was just a new experience. I didn't know if the flight, because it was so cheap, would actually get me to my destination, would actually get me to the hotel that I had already paid for, or if I'd lose that, or if it would be a bad experience. But we're jumping into this right now. And to summarize what a budget or a low cost carrier does is they give you the basics. They give you your seat and they give you a personal item and there are dimensions for this personal item and there is obviously a weight associated with that. So I think for me, I could take like a small book bag and I mean small, like my regular size book bag was a little bit too large. So I had to take like a little travel bag that's um, like a 10 liter pack if you know kind of your volumes of book bag so not much it had some socks some underwear and a different shirt for me to wear the next day and the rest of it was all camera gear so I could document and make a video that's now up on my YouTube channel if you want to see a little bit more behind the scenes please go check that out but that's what I could carry onto the plane I couldn't actually bring a carry on quote unquote because that would actually cost me more money. So my challenge was I wanted to book all of the basics. I didn't have a carry-on, but if I wanted to bring one, I could be charged extra for that. 
if I wanted to bring a checked bag and put that underneath the plane and get it when I got to my destination, or if I wanted to choose a better seat, or if I wanted to speak with somebody at the gate, or if I wanted to, I don't know, buy something online. You had to pay extra for all of those things. So during this trip, I actually flew what's known as Flare Airlines from Halifax here on the east coast of Canada out to Toronto, to Toronto Pearson Airport, which is the big airport um, in the biggest airport in Canada and obviously the big airport in Toronto. There are a few. And I did some things in the city and then I flew back to Halifax, but this time it was the next day and I left from Hamilton, which is an hour outside of Halifax, uh, sorry, outside of Toronto. And I flew back on Swoop Airlines. So the two companies I flew on were Flare Airlines there and then from Hamilton back to Halifax on Swoop Airlines. And my whole kind of nerve was around if everything goes as planned because when I got looking at the reviews, I mean, it's actually kind of scary. Flair has a 2.5 star rating on TripAdvisor, which is a very reputable, um, let's say, experience as in trips and hotels and restaurants, uh, experience rater, let's say. And the last two reviews say, this is a quote, terrible service and process, wish there was a zero rating and never recommending again. So, I mean, we're not starting out too hot there. Swoop also has a 2.5 star rating on TripAdvisor and their last two reviews say horrible, never book and one star too generous. And that's my favorite one in some ways because that person gave them one star. So I really stepping into this weekend, I had no clue what was in store for me. And before we get into that experience, which we're going to, and I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to tell you what I liked. I'm going to tell you what I didn't like. And then I'm ultimately going to score these flights and then use those as a representation to see if flying budget is actually worth it. Uh, And this is how I'm going to do that. If the experience was anything between bad and the worst flight of my life, they fail. And it's going to go somewhere between a zero and a five. I really hoped going into the weekend that that didn't happen. If the flights go smooth and I got to my destination, well, that's good enough for me. And I said, that's a six. A seven means that it was a solid flight and there was nothing to point out. A great leg deserved an eight and an exceptional journey deserved a nine and the most incredible and untouchable flight deserved full marks. It was a 10 out of 10. And for that, I'm talking like shower in the suite in the sky. Like that's crazy to me that we're at the point right now where that can actually happen. And so that's why I made my highest mark on that scale almost untouchable, almost unfathomable for me. But I really hope that I get to experience that sometime. So it's going to be pretty tough to get a good rating. But I was committed. I booked my tickets and we jumped into that. So I booked my tickets two weeks before my trip. I used their websites, the flyflare.com and flyswoop.com websites. And my goal was to fly both these airlines on the same weekend because I live on the east coast of Canada, way out on the Atlantic Ocean, and I'm going into Toronto, and usually that's pretty expensive. Usually for me to get to Toronto, it costs anywhere between four, if I find it for a cheaper flight, 400 to $700. And um, I didn't want to make multiple trips to try these different airlines. I wanted to do it all on the same. So when I did some sleuthing, I did some planning, I realized that I could 
make this happen. And my goal is to fly both those airlines on the same weekend. And it didn't work flying out of the closest airport to me because Flair currently doesn't fly to Moncton, but I did go ahead and book it out of Halifax. So for this challenge, I chose to book the cheapest fares that I possibly could. The baseline, the cheapest that I found. And it was pretty exciting because this meant that I had a seat on the plane and I could bring a personal item with me, like that small backpack I talked about. It had to go under the seat in front of me. And if I put it in the overhead bin, I'd be charged. So I didn't want that to happen for the sake of this challenge. And the true transparency, the only thing I paid extra for was so that I could select my seat early on both flights so that I'd have the exact same seat. It was seat 29F in economy on both of the same planes for swoop and flare. That way I'd be able to do really an accurate comparison for this video because it didn't make sense that I would be in an economy seat on one plane and a business or an extra legroom flight seat on another plane, right? So when I did that, I paid $86.25 for my flight on Flare and $58.94 for my flight on Swoop. So that means that the entire trip cost me, get this, $145.19 sense and that's a huge savings compared to booking that same flight on the same days with another carrier i looked at that that would cost 472 dollars so my entire flight cost 145 dollars which when i say this to people in my area where it's really hard to get cheap flights from they're shocked and to be honest when i booked my tickets i really wasn't expecting much but i had three things three main things that i wanted out of these flights the first thing was that I wanted it to be cheap and I've flown a lot in my life. There was a time when I was on about 50 planes in two years. And I've also said no to a lot of trips because flying in Canada can be very expensive. And since I saved more than $300 on this ticket, I mean, that goal has been accomplished before I even left. So we're good there. The second thing I wanted was for the flights to be relatively on time. And I say relatively because these tickets were so cheap that I was fine with some sort of a delay, maybe like 30, that would be great, 30 minutes to 60 minutes, but nothing major. So I wanted to get there relatively on time. And the third thing I wanted was for obviously an overall good experience. So I'm going to show you and talk about how that went right now. I started the weekend by checking into my first flight using the Flare website the night before, and this process was actually quite simple. When watching some reviews that I, I did in preparation for my video and for my experience, it did seem like a lot of people had issues with the online check-in, and mine went smoothly. So that meant I didn't have to pay an airport check-in fee of $25, which actually, surprisingly, is pretty common on many low-cost carriers. So then I packed my gear into that little backpack that I had, and I really kind of just hit the road early the next morning. And walking into the airport, right in front of, front of me, actually, the flare counters were kind of waiting for me. They've got a green logo. It stood out. It made it obvious where to check in. But I didn't need to because I did that before, and I didn't want to pay the fee. So, I mean, thanks to the online check-in, I was good. And since... I really had already done what I needed to. I kind of filmed a little bit. I did a few fil um, filming segments and stuff. This was kind of also my first time with a more public YouTube video rather than just in my house or in like this little studio that I've created. And so I checked into my flight. I checked in to see if it was on time and I did some plane spotting. And um, 
one thing I will say is both of the planes, as I was doing my research before getting on, both of the planes that I flew on for Flare and Swoop were Boeing 737 MAX 8s. These are new planes, they're fuel efficient planes, um, and obviously budget airlines like that because it saves them a lot of money as well. Seat 189 passengers, and um, I mean, we're talking fairly new, and budget airlines love these things. I'm just going to hint that for the most part, I love these things too. And when we got into boarding, it was quick. Flair really kind of got us onto the plane quickly because they did this by zone. And one thing I noticed when I stepped on the plane, the first kind of contact that I had with the company would have been um, the flight attendant. And the flight attendant there uh, was busy doing something. It looked like inventory or, or some checks of some kind. So there wasn't a greeting. Um, and I did notice that Usually I get that on a plane, so not getting that made me kind of be like, oh, well, I mean, I wish I had gotten that. Um, but going down halfway the cabin, halfway through the cabin, the stewardess definitely made up for it and uh, passed that on. And my impressions, honestly, about that whole kind of introduction to Flair stepping on the plane, I mean, flight attendants on budget airlines, they've got a lot of responsibilities. And she was probably doing something that was really important to us getting away and leaving on time. So I really wasn't worried about it, but I definitely appreciate a good friendly greeting walking onto a plane. And it was a full flight. This could have been because a Thursday route, I guess, supposedly was canceled, or maybe because it was a weekend. It was a Saturday morning and the flight took off about 30 minutes after we were scheduled to, but it was a beautiful day to fly and it all went smoothly. And for my seat, like I said before, I chose economy seat 29F. I mean, it's a window seat. I was able to film out the window and the, the seat was surprisingly decent. Um, I had some leg room. My feet and legs were kind of, yeah, right up against the seat in front of me, but it was still comfortable and I'm six foot five. So, I mean, I do make things look small, especially when it comes to leg room. But like I said, my legs were comfortable. Um, I had just enough leg room at my height and throughout the entire trip, I didn't get antsy at all and normally I do upgrade my seat to get a little bit more space but today like I said the whole challenge was to fly budget to fly the basic cheapest route possible with the cheapest options and if I did have to fly with flair again though I, I'll definitely test out their seats with extra legroom and I look forward to that section there the seat itself was firm it didn't recline um, one other thing is since I am pretty tall, my head was way above the headrest. So you're probably not going to have the same issue that I did, but I wasn't able to use it. Um, they had the safety card. There weren't any plugins and the tray basically did its job. So, I mean, that's where we're at in terms of kind of like the seat and experience to start out. Flare offers basic food and drink options. And after we were in the air, they announced that you, you could go to the back of the plane to get something which... I've never seen an airline do before because normally they're coming down the aisle, but they eventually did come to our row and I was able to order like a ginger ale, just something to drink. And the flight attendant manually entered my Amex cart and I didn't get to ask her why she manually did it. Maybe that's how they did it for all of the different cards there. Maybe it was just because it was Amex, but I definitely feel that looking back at this, it would be more efficient for the crew to have that ability to tap I had my drink and uh, I definitely enjoyed talking to my seatmates. Um, these were guys with uh, a wealth of wisdom and experience and just super nice. So I have to kind of 
shout them out if they're listening to this. And I appreciated the conversation there. And there were no entertainment consoles on the back of the seats. Flare has an in-flight app, though, that you can download. And it's got a limited selection of movies that you can watch, books to read, games to play. You can even order food from the app, which I thought was pretty neat. And even though I'd rarely use kind of this app feature for entertainment, I was definitely impressed that they did offer this. And I'm sure that it's only going to get better with time. And if we want to jump into the washrooms, there were three washrooms on the plane. They were clean. And that's really all you can ask, in my opinion, from um, plain washrooms. They're obviously small. Um, At my height, I could feel my head kind of resting up against both of them. But flare, I could just fit in. And since this was my first flight with flare, I wanted to understand, like, how reputable it was. So I asked my seatmate basically what his experience had been since he has flown a lot with them. And he said he's never had an issue. He said that he loves flying flare every time. And the whole point of that is because he saves a lot of money. And flying into Toronto, our flight was about 30 minutes behind schedule. But considering, like I said before, I paid $86.25 for this flight. I mean, I was happy. So that was good. And getting off the plane, I headed downtown Toronto using the UP Express, which is basically a train that runs you from Toronto Pearson right down to downtown, the core Union Station, which is basically beside the CN Tower for anybody that knows Toronto. And spent some time doing some sightseeing around the city. I was able to check out some cool things, but really there wasn't much happening. And I had an early morning flight. So I went to Hamilton. Um, so that I could catch that next leg home on Swoop Airlines. And when I did check in for this flight the day before, that was also really easy. I had no issues downloading my boarding pass, but I couldn't figure out how to actually add that pass to my Apple wallet. And that was something I was able to do with Flare, and it made it really easy. It made it really super convenient when I needed it moving through the airport. So This would be a nice feature to see added, but according to the Swoop website, it does say that you can do this, and I just couldn't figure it out. And I'm normally someone who technology comes very easily for me, so I I don't know what happened there, um, but that's just something that I wish that I would have had. uh, Swoop also flies out of a smaller airport. They seem to be the main carrier, and that was obvious when I walked through the doors and the check-in counters were right in front of me. I headed to security and it was really surprising at how long the line was. And some other people I was talking to basically said that they had never seen it so busy. But out of this airport, there were multiple swoop flights um, and a few other companies, but multiple swoop flights leaving at the same time. So, I mean, this really made sense. It took about 30 minutes to make it through. And then obviously after that, it was super easy finding my gate because the waiting area is kind of one large room. They probably have six gates or so, maybe eight gates max, um, kind of based out of one large room. And the waiting area did seem crowded. And when they called for boarding, this was something that me as a rule follower, um, I didn't like, I guess. It just seemed like everyone got up and they didn't care about what zone they were in and just moved forward. So, I mean, I'm going to wait my time. I'm not going to be on a plane earlier than I have to be. But these lines inside did move fast, but then that caused problems outside. And we had to wait on the tarmac in about minus one degree weather for five minutes while people were heading onto the plane. But the staff were definitely apologetic about it, which I appreciated. They're just doing their best. It's kind of people moving forward. 
And to be honest, that's also just a part of flying in Canada when you don't have a covered jetway like I did on the first flight out of Halifax. So that was my experience kind of just getting onto the plane in Hamilton. And the flight attendants for Swoop were very friendly. They seemed to have fun doing their jobs. And uh, they even threw a few jokes throughout the flight, which I definitely appreciated and um, seemed to have like a fun atmosphere for Swoop. And we pushed back. We then had to wait 25 minutes for a de-icing. Again, another reality of flying in Canada during the winter. And while we were waiting, one feature that stood out to me was just how calming the cabin seemed with the blue interior lights on. It was a 7 a.m. flight, so I mean, it's an early morning thing. But I thought that this feature stood out and then we eventually took off. So our flight today was basically full almost. There was no one sitting beside me um, this time. So this meant I could stretch my legs out a little bit more and I definitely needed it on this leg. I know that both of the planes I was on were supposedly the same model, but I did find that swoop seats had less leg room slightly. And that caused me to kind of feel some pain in the first 30 minutes of the flight. That's kind of when that started. And the seat itself was mostly clean. Um, it seemed to be comfier than the flare seat in terms of cushioning. You could also recline it and I could sort of use the headrest on swoop. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to seats of both. And the flight crew really kind of jumped into action. They didn't waste any time coming around to see if you wanted something to eat or drink. They accepted all major credit cards and they were able to tap for payment. So that seemed to move things along really efficiently. And one thing I noticed is that Swoop doesn't have any in-flight entertainment. Uh, when I did some research though, I discovered that they got rid of an app that they had developed. And I don't know if that was for entertainment, if that was for check-in, managing your flights, but it would be nice to see something like that developed for the in-flight experience on Swoop, um, especially when your competitors, Flare, and maybe some other companies as well, um, are offering this to their customers. The washroom seemed to be a little bit shorter than Flare's, I would say. Um, I could feel my kind of skull, the top of my head, rub rubbing up against the top, and I don't think I... I grew overnight, so probably none of you care about that, but it did have everything you needed. It was clean, and um, we did leave later than we were supposed to due to the de-icing, but we landed in Halifax on time, and really, that's all that matters to me. When I asked my seatmate on Swoop about her experience, she said that she's flown with them many times, and she's also never had a problem. So after reading the reviews online, and then I through my own experience, and I also asked two people on two different flights with two different airlines, I was really getting very different feedback and conflicting feedback because I'm wondering if the reason you see both Flare and Swoop and maybe other budget airlines around the world rated so low is because that the majority of people who are reviewing them are the ones who are frustrated, the ones who had a really bad experience, and the ones who would take their anger out by writing a, a strongly worded review. And for those Canadians out there that are listening to this, that's how we do things. But none of that really matters because I personally enjoyed both of my flights. I might have made a, a pretty tough ranking. And here I'm going to reveal the, these things, what I liked, what I didn't like, and ultimately what the rating and the rankings were for each airline. So let's jump into that now. What I liked about Flair, I liked the fact that Flair flies into Toronto Pearson. I liked the fact that Flair... Um, for the most part, got me there and just did a good 
decent job at doing exactly that. I like the fact that I had a little bit more legroom on Flare. What I didn't like about Flare um, is the fact that it the seats were just kind of basic. I couldn't use some of the features in terms of it was a little bit less comfortable than Swoop. Um, I couldn't use the headrest. It didn't recline. I didn't like the fact that I had to drive an hour and 45 minutes, two hours to Halifax to fly out, but that just comes with the territory. I didn't like the fact as well, and I said this in my YouTube video, and I got some, some comments about this, the fact that I just felt people were on edge, and I didn't really expand on this in the video because, I mean, I, I didn't want to, and I don't think it really looks good to talk about this because you never know kind of what people are going through and their own experience. But when I got on the flight, the people in front of me were kind of arguing over a seat. And to me, it was really obvious whose seat it was based off the fact that that's assigned to you on your ticket. So I didn't quite understand that. And that happened for the first, I don't know, five, 10 minutes. Um, so that wasn't a, at least a pleasant start to it. And then behind kind of throughout the entire trip, um, I said that people were on edge and by that I meant people had really high expectations and the person behind me was complaining about basically all of the upsells that Flair offers and I mean that's their business model. Before we stepped on the plane we all hopefully understood how it works right so I mean a budget airline is way more transparent in my opinion in terms of the services that they offer than if I was to choose to fly more of an established airline that costs a lot more money. And I like it as well because I'm only paying for the services that I use. And that just makes sense to me. So, I mean, that's why I really enjoyed Flair. That's why I really enjoyed this first trip with a budget airline. But what I did after I've chalked all that up, going back to that original scale, is I found that these flights were just, they were good enough for me, right? I would fly it again. I'd recommend it to people if they're looking at getting somewhere for cheap. And so it's a six out of 10. I mean, it's just obvious to me that it was good enough. I would do it again myself and I would tell some other people to look at it depending on the nature of their trip. And I look forward to flying Flare again. So that's the first one. What I liked about Swoop, I loved their branding. Their branding seemed to really be on point. They knew what they stood for. They knew what they were about. And um, they even threw jokes in there, like at the end of the flight, they said, we'll see you again, swooper soon. And I mean, yes, it's corny, but it's great from a branding perspective. And it's also fun, right? Making flying fun is something that you're going to be able to get repeat customers for if they enjoy their experience. So the branding was the first thing. The second thing was, I liked the fact that um, the, the staff seemed to really enjoy themselves. And that's a bonus. When you're around people that enjoy what they do, it just translates over to you. So that's uh, two things that I did like. What I didn't like was the fact that it wasn't flying out of um, like a bigger airport. Hamilton Airport is a smaller, more regional airport. And it just meant that for me, I had to travel an hour to get to that airport before, basically before flying out to catch that flight. And that was one thing. And then the second thing, obviously, was the fact that my leg room seemed a little bit smaller. And at my height, with my legs, I mean, I need all the space that I can get. I would hate to be someone who's even taller than me or have legs even longer than me um, on 
that experience. So, I mean, that's it. Would I fly swoop again? Absolutely. I would this time, just like I said, with flair, I would probably book the extra legroom seats. Um, that's something that I need. That's something that I want. And that's something that again, through a budget airline is affordable. So with Swoop, I also gave it a 6 out of 10 because it was good enough. I'd fly it again, and I've recommended it to people depending on the nature of their trip, right? So I had that scale because I really want it to be tough on airlines, and I also want to be able to continue making videos on YouTube and podcast episodes about airlines as I travel because it's a lot of fun for me, and I really enjoy it. So I would definitely fly both Flare and Swoop again for the right trip. I love the fact that it is so affordable. I love the fact that you pay for exactly the services that you use again. So yes, I think that budget airlines are worth it. Does that mean that every budget airline around the world is? Well, no. Do your homework. Look at the reviews. Look at their... Um, um, frequency of incidents as well. You want to make sure that you're on something that's safe and that is approved and proven. So that's why and where I stand with budget airlines. I mean, for the right trip, if it's a trip where you've got a super important business meeting um, that you need to catch right on time and you can't have any delays at all, maybe I might find a different way to get there. Right? But again, for the right trip, for the right price. I mean, budget airlines or low cost carriers are something that I'm going to be doing more in the future. I can guarantee that. So have you flown on a budget airline? Who do you think is better if you're in Canada? Is it Flair or Swoop? If you're around the world, what is your favorite budget airline? Go ahead and let me know. Send me a message. Send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. If you like what you heard on today's podcast episode and want to learn more about how you can live a life full of financial freedom and purpose, please subscribe to the Financial Freedom System YouTube channel and visit www.financialfreedomsystem.com to sign up for our free five days to financial freedom course. Thanks for listening. Please share and review our podcast on your favorite platform, and I'll see you in the next episode.